Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our podcast dedicated to 7th Heaven. Yes, in this episode we will be covering Season 2, Episode 6 of 7th Heaven. The title of the episode is Breaking Up is Hard to Do, so spoiler alert in the title. Itself. No German title this time around, unfortunately. No. So the IMDb fan-written synopsis is... After receiving a letter he read to nobody from Heather, Matt borrows what he can from siblings, essentially the Bank of Simon, to travel all the way to Philadelphia, but it's barely enough far a flight to Indianapolis and bus to Pittsburgh without an H. Simon succumbs to peer pressure when every other classmate has a steady girl, only to seek a way out once he experiences Janice's bossing. He asks dumping advice from Mary, who manages to break up with Wilson over him pleasing her dad too much. Grumpily single since Jimmy Moon dumped her, Lucy is eager to make mates with reputed heartbreaker Charlie Banks, who actually behaves like a gentleman. Kindergarten teacher Madness peeks again with note (laughs) to the parents about a kissing game as potential sexual harassment. And this time around, we're back with another TV.com review. Um, it's titled, Everyone Almost Is Have Boyfriend-Girlfriend Trouble. Except, not. it doesn't say everyone, it says everyone. Um, it actually does say that, I'm not making that up. And boyfriend is spelled boyfriend. Um, I don't understand what that, how that, your emphasis, what that means. Boyfriend, instead of boyfriend. Like, F-R-I-N, like, like, boyfriend, I guess. Okay, that, yeah there um it was good it wasn't great but it was good i remember when spelled with a random a in between it first came aired and i didn't even know who ashley tisdale was but it was cool to see her 12 and with her natural hair for once just didn't like how fast everything was i felt like the epi was being rushed overall liked it so another spoiler alert, um, Ashley Tisdale is in this episode, but we'll get to that. Actually, Erin didn't notice that Ashley Tisdale was in this episode during her first viewing. This is true, because she looks... I knew, I had read, like, that she had guest starred on it, but um, I totally, like, glossed over it, because I just figured, like, uh, she, well, she looks totally different, um, so... As our reviewer said, she had her natural hair. When she 12. <laughs> when she was 12. Um, so your first impression? Um... I think I like this episode. Um, it reminded me a lot of See You in September, where... Which you really didn't like, but then you gave a very high rating. Which is probably what's going to happen here, too. Um, actually, I did not really like it. I like. I think I, this was a solid, like, 7th Heaven episode for me. Um, I didn't really care for the main storyline, which was Matt's storyline. Yeah. But I kind of really enjoy that... Um, as the kids are getting older, each one of them has a separate storyline. I think before, like in the, throughout the first season, a lot of time we saw Simon and Ruthie together, we saw Lucy and Mary together, we saw Mary and Matt together. But like each person now seems to have their own thing happening, and I genuinely enjoy that because you see a lot more of like each char- like how each character would do things. Yeah, well, um, they definitely like still lump Simon and Ruthie together. a well, lot. Well, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but in this episode, we don't have that. Um, no, so. Um, we have the cold open, which Matt comes in and he's, he runs into his room and he closes the door and he's got a letter and it is from Heather and, um, he, 
Well, we, we don't know it's from Heather. You can presume it's from Heather because they nobody write letters else, to each and other. Nobody else would be writing a letter yeah. to Matt. We don't really get to see what the letter says, but from Matt's reaction to it, uh, it seems that Heather wants to break up. He, yeah, he just starts kicking everything around his room. And, and that's it. That's it. That <laughs> it goes to the cold open. Uh, I'm sorry, that's the end of the cold open. It goes to the opening credits. We're having very, very short cold opens in, the, in like the last two to three episodes, I feel like. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the previous ones would get like every like all of the storylines like rolling, and then it would go to the cold open, so it would feel very very long. But now they've been pretty short, like just on one person's character. So, so we return back to Matt um, crazily looking for money. He uh, gets an envelope out and finds like ten dollars and some change. Goes to Simon and Ruthie's room where he asks Simon if he has any money, and Simon, uh, this big banker... Well, he's like, what do you need, mean, money? Stocks, bonds? <laughs> um, and he's like, cash. And he's like, okay, yeah, I've got $86. And he's like, yeah, if you give me $86, I'll give you 90 back. So Simon is like, turn around, close your eyes, because he doesn't want Matt to see where he hides his $86. And Ruthie walks in and says, what, what are, are we, we doing? doing? This we haven't it's had a back. Wh- yeah, we haven't had a what are we doing in a while. Um, and Matt also asked Ruthie for money. Um, <laughs> and then we had this strange scene where yes. she reaches into her shirt, um, presumably to take her money out of her bra. Or, uh, no, she's too young to be wearing a bra. I know, she's not wearing a bra. But, um, and then Simon's like, oh, that's where you keep your money? And she's like, not anymore. Now i got to find somewhere new to keep it. So he got $5 from Ruthie, which he would return with six. Six. So not as good of an interest rate as he got with, um, or maybe it no, was it's, good. No, it's a much better yeah, interest rate. Um, and no, wait, no, it's, Simon got a really crappy interest rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, we have him going to Lucy and Mary's room where he has Lucy for money, and Lucy only has $2 because she spends most of her money at the mall. And Mary doesn't have any because, again, I think the two of them were presumed, like, they have things to do. They're in high school, like... They don't clothes just to buy. hoard all of their money. Although Mary doesn't seem like she is really interested in clothes. But but she goes to like the movies and stuff. Like she goes out with her to varsity where she steals glass. Like yeah. she doesn't pay for anything. So that's true. Um, we have then Matt going to uh, the kitchen where I guess they there's like everybody knows where the secret money hideout is. Well, it, it is it, it, that is like a recurring thing. It's just like in the coffee can. So he goes and he sees what's in there, and then he we find out he had like hundred and fifty three or something. 63, yeah, something not like not that. a whole lot of money. He calls American uh, Pride Airlines. Yes, and asks how much it would cost to get to Philly. He does not have that kind of money. Um, oh no, it's not Philly. Sorry. Yeah. No, it was, it, he does say Philadelphia, Philly. and then he fi- he's there. They tell him he doesn't have enough, and he's like, "Well, how far could I get with?" And then he tells them exactly how much money he has. And he books a flight. To, well, we to don't in, know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. But yeah, he books a flight to somewhere. Uh, he asks specifically for the student youth fair. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's like the panic of Matt going, and I think that's the last we see of Matt for quite a while. As the rest of the stories start to pick up now, we start with uh, Wilson and Mary, who are having what Lucy calls a kiss-a-thon in the kissatorium. Yes, um, which I guess is the new... Uh, Name for the Love Den. Yes, we are uh, upgrading the Love Den to a kissatorium, everybody. Um, and she's sitting behind the couch, creep like, she's doing, trying to do her homework, but she is also just staring at Mary and Wilson, 
like throwing her books on the ground and trying to get them to stop and huffing and puffing and they're uh, I forget they have like a conversation she's like why don't you stop kissing they don't have a conversation she tries to have a conversation <sighs> with them but they continue kissing oh yes which is what upsets her but she has no right to like be upset I, I said this I was like well I bet there's no one in her room right now if she wanted to do her homework there without distraction so she goes um, and talks to the Reverend Annie who are having their own kiss-a-thon over some ice cream <laughs> yes um, and, and she's like you too and she just is like the worst she tattles on wilson and mary basically and says i don't think you'd be okay with all the kissing that's happening on that couch um and lucy is doing this because she witnesses kissing all day at home and all day at school presumably because jimmy moon and ashley are just always by her locker making out um, and Lucy is sent to her room, and she was like, oh, great, as if that's going to help my loneliness, because she's still not over Jimmy Moon. Although, but who would be? Yeah, who would be? That is true. But we do know that a couple episodes ago, she was on a date with Rod. Yes. So, so where has Rod gone? Well, like I said, he's never coming back, so. I know, but there's no, not even, like. No mention of. No mention. I guess once after, like, the shit hit the fan with the, uh, with the joint, she was like, I better stay away from Rod in case he is. Smoking weed. Um, then we have Nigel giving um, Simon a call uh, because it looks like there's this love bug going around everywhere, um, including so, the junior high school. Yeah, and Simon is the only single guy in this. He's the only sixth grader without a girlfriend. It was formerly both him and Nigel were the only sixth graders without girlfriends, but... Uh, Nigel is calling to let Simon know that he has gone and found himself a girlfriend, and her name is Myra. Cole. Um, and they're going steady, and Myra's even kissed Nigel. Um, but Nigel, you know, helps a brother out. He's not going to leave Simon hanging. Uh, so he gives him Cheryl's phone number, Cheryl Hardwick. Um, who, and I think Simon's like, I've never spoken to her. And they're like, well, we'll call her, and then you'll speak to her. Um, so Cheryl ends up uh, being... Oh, not ends up being. She's wearing... The only thing I, like, took note about with Cheryl was the hairband she was wearing. It's one of those, like, like zigzag hairbands that everybody in the 90s wore. Yes. Uh, that, like... And it was, like, plastic, so yeah. when you put it in your hair, you just have all these lines from where you drag the headband through your hair, so... And it, like, does cool things to your, like, part or whatever. I don't know. To, like, the no, top of your head. No, it was not one of those. No, it was to the top of your head. Like, yeah. it, I don't know. But hers... No, it was it just It didn't do the, things... I yeah. disagree with you on what you think this was. <laughs> Fine. That's fine. <laughs> so. Um, back to. Uh, it wasn't but, like oh, the zigzag part maker. Um, oh, but like Simon is speechless talking to Cheryl. Um, oh, yeah. He calls and then he just hangs up because she picks up the phone and he has nothing to say. So. Um, and looks like Rev is here. To, the Rev is here to break up Wilson. Well, I just want to back up because the, in that conversation in the kitchen, Obviously, the Rev and Annie don't know that Matt has gone. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like that's, so um, Annie says something about to the Rev, like, oh, why don't you go talk to your daughter in, in the, the love den? And he, oh, I, I think this is the first time Kissatorium is yeah. used. And then he's like, oh, when did she become my daughter? And he's like, do you know where your son Matt is? And she's like, oh, yeah, he's out with friends or whatever. And, of course, we know that Matt is not out with friends. He is on his way to the East Coast somewhere. Um, so then back to the, the Rev is breaking things up, um, and just tell, I don't know what he's, he's like, well, oh. Well, I've, I've said previously that I've actually quite like Wilson's character, like, um, I like how, like, sweet he is to... But he's not, 
Like, and I agree with Mary on everything she said. <laughs> yeah, but then in this episode, I, I've completely changed my mind. Uh, the Rev's really not okay with them sucking face. And Wilson's like, of course, Reverend, of course, you're right. Anything you say, I have to go now. <laughs> um, and Mary's like, what the hell? Like, all we're doing is kissing. We're not doing anything wrong. And also, I said this, and then Mary said it later. Um, she, like, they're in the middle of the living room. Like, they're not going to have sex in the middle of the living room with, like, a million people in this house. And they're also making out sitting upright. Yeah, and, and the, the, the most, like, intimate thing they were doing was Wilson had his hand on her knee. Yeah. That was, like, it. <laughs> and, yeah, they're not, like, they're not even, t- they're, they're, like, almost, almost basically sitting like statues with their necks turned and, like, kissing. Yes. Uh, I didn't even see any tongue going on, tongue action going on there, so. But um, Wilson has to remind us, as he always does every five minutes. Well, I think Mary says, like, oh, why can't you just act like my boyfriend or whatever instead of someone's father? And he's like, well, that's the problem. I am someone's father. It's like, I've got a kid, and I know what it's like, and blah, blah, blah. So there's some trouble in paradise going on. I just want to remind you all that Wilson is a widowed teenage father. With a two-year-old son. Um, now we're back. Uh, we're at the airport. We're at American Pride Airlines uh, airline desk. Um, in Indianapolis. Well, in- no, no. It's, we're in Glen Oak. No, I thought it was in Indianapolis. We're in Glen Oak, and it, he's flying to Indianapolis. Oh, yes, yes. And then the, while the Rev is talking to Mary and Wilson, yes. um, the phone rings, and Annie picks it up, and Matt tells Annie what is going on, um, and she's like, okay. Heather's <laughs> apparently met someone else, and... Oh, yeah, yeah. He, and he, uh, it has broken up with Matt, and Matt says that he loves her, and he, he was planning on marrying her, and he can't just let her go. So he's like, I'm sorry that I have to do this to you, but I'm going to go get her back. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and we find out that he's to getting on a flight to Indianapolis. Um, just a side note here, and we haven't done our fashion corner like specifically in a while, but I did just point out briefly that Annie is wearing Mets colors. In no this. one gives a shit about that. Well, I was just gonna say it makes me unhappy because sh- I don't want her wearing my unhappy. team's colors. Well, we've got another thing coming in season eleven. So this is 10. taking <laughs> this is taking place at night, um, and uh, I had a, kind of an issue. Aaron didn't about them uh, about them waiting until all the way until the next morning to really take any action. I uh, didn't because I was like, "What are they going to do? He's getting on a flight." Uh, I mean, it's not really like he's like seventeen, like or like uh, what are they going to? I don't know. He's he's not like a child. It's not like a runaway child they, they know he's gonna come back and they're like i don't know they've got like five four other kids so <laughs> like one of them isn't gonna leave to go get him and like there's no what are they gonna i don't know unless they like report him as like a runaway to the police like but he also he's like 17 so um anyway they're telling all the kids what they're like they, they're grilling them about where matt got the money um, and then they kind of zero in on Simon because Lucy's like, I had $2, and Ruthie says she had $5, and Mary's like, I had none. So there's only one person left, and it was Simon, and he tells them, and then they're like, where did you get $86? And he just explains that he has saved his allowance and his birthday money because he has simple tastes and, low, no. and no, like, no expenses, <laughs> like, you know, few expenses, so. Um, 
So the kids are all uh, sent to school. We have a brief scene, which I really don't think is important, but I'll just mention it really quickly. The Rev, uh, it seems that the Rev kind of blames Annie because, or not blames Annie, he feels that if the if he had picked up the phone, Matt wouldn't have gone uh, to win back Heather. And the, that because Annie picked up, like, he was able to go, go yeah. through with this plan. Um, and he kind of, when, when Annie picks up the phone, Matt does say, like, oh, yeah. thank God it's you. Um, so well, back to wherever Matt is in the world. He's landed in Indianapolis, and he goes straight to the bus depot, I guess, within the airport, I'm assuming. Um, and He can like, only afford a ticket to Pittsburgh, uh, so he buys that because his simple little brain just thinks that Pennsylvania is a small state. Um, and... Well, he's probably going off of, like, the map that uh, Brenda Hampton has drawn for him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on that map, New York and California look like they're close. So, um. Right, exactly. Um, while he's uh, just about, just before he gets on his bus to oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, this is stupid. Please don't. You're going to do it. Talk about it. Whatever. Do it. There's a homeless man, and I was like, oh, he's just definitely going to give something to this homeless man. Oh, because he has no money. He spent, like, every dime on this bus to Pittsburgh. He gets a coffee, and he gets a snack, um, and the snack ends up breaking his tooth. Yes. And yeah. he gives his coffee away because it's disgusting. And, and then he, he tries to throw out his snack, but there was, like, a, a little... He couldn't find... Barry Watson, I presume, like, couldn't <laughs> find the entrance to the trash can, and he just, like, <laughs> dropped it, like, on top of the trash can. So, back to... Uh, we're, we're at the high school with Lucy now. Um, there is, she has a locker partner on the other side that isn't Ashley, mm-hmm. uh, but is um, a heartthrob, a... Heartbreaker throb. throb. <laughs> a school throb um, called uh, Charlie Banks. Charlie Banks. Um, Charlie Banks... Uh, I guess they're like he has this like conversation with Lucy where he says most girls just want to be my like want me to be their boyfriend, but I'd really like a girl that like would be my friend. And Lucy's like, I'll be your friend, but she's like clearly doing the fuckboy thing where she's just waiting around. <laughs> right. For- this, yeah. This guy was like, I don't want to date you, and she's like, Okay. <laughs> but she's like clearly has her mindset on I'll just be his friend and I'll lie and wait until. Like, he decides that, or he, like, comes around to the fact. I can win him over. Yeah, whatever plan Lucy has to win over the school, like, I don't know. Throb. Um, (laughs) Well, so that happens, um, and then Mary, like, Charlie Banks walks away, and Mary comes up behind Lucy, and she's like, watch out for Charlie Banks. He's a heartbreaker. Um, Then we are with Simon at junior high school, where he tries to go up to Cheryl because... Nigel completely ignores him as he walks by. With yeah, his, with Myra. Um, so, but Cheryl has a boyfriend of her like own. in college. <laughs> this guy was huge. Yeah, so, even like Simon uh, comments on the fact that he's huge he's later like, on in the episode. He says he's like, "Oh, she's with that big guy." But it's okay because <laughs> Ashley Tisdale appears out of nowhere with like jet black hair and the her original own. nose she was born with. And her um, name is Janice, and she goes, want to go steady? And I just want to say a few things about Ashley Tisdale. Number one, there's an unauthorized autobiography <laughs> about Ashley Tisdale that is called, I forget what it's called. Ashley Tisdale, The Sweet Life. Life is Life. Sweet, Life or is the sweet. sweet, it's called Life is Sweet. And unauthorized. And, and, they, didn't, and they didn't stylize it as Life is S-U-I-T-E. 
They used S-W-E-E-T. So this person... As an homage to, you know, the sweet life. The sweet life of Zach and Cody. And this person missed a a great opportunity to name that unauthorized autobiography. Which is is available for one cent on... On Amazon. Also, it was written um, in 2006. So it was prior to, like, High School Musical 2 and High School Musical 3. Mm. And Scary Movie 5. Yeah, Ashley Tisdale was in... And in Sons of Anarchy, apparently. The bulk of Ashley Tisdale's important work is not in the book. (laughs) Clearly Um, needs to be updated. But there's like a chapter on the Seventh Heaven appearance. Yeah, there is, uh, about how it was really smart of her to do this because (laughs) Seventh Heaven is such a famous show and most stars would kill to get a beginning on Seventh Heaven. Just ask Mila Kunis. Um, But yeah, Ashley Tisdale is Janice and is Simon's girlfriend. Uh, she, he's they're going steady, and fine. The final kid that we're gonna run into uh, is obviously Ruthie. Ruthie is outside um, playing in the, Xena Warrior Princess yes, in the before, schoolyard. Before we learn that it's Xena Warrior Princess, I, it looks like some sort of cult ritual. Oh yeah, they're just running in a circle around. The, all these girls are holding hands, running in a circle and making noise around this boy named Ricky. Ricky. Um, I don't know what Ricky's last name is, but Ricky is from um, this. The first day of school episode. He's the one that, um, he, it doesn't matter who he is. Um, they're playing, I think Ruthie win, or like, he's supposed to be the bad guy, and he like captures Ruthie and starts kissing her. Um, and Mrs. Rainey sees this. And, and they keep calling it revenge. They're like, it's time for revenge. <laughs> but the, uh, the one thing I noticed was Mrs. Rainey was like, Ruthie, what are you doing? She doesn't, Ruthie's the one being kissed. But she asks Ruthie what she's doing. Then we have, uh, like, a spiel about, which is, like, something that I found really shocking about consent. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, because this teacher is kind of like an asshole. Uh, and then she's like, oh. You shouldn't kiss someone that doesn't want to be kissed. Um, you should ask for permission, permission. basically. And, um, they like, the kids are like, this is a game. Like, he has revenge on me. Now I'm going to take revenge on him. So Ruthie kisses him back. Um, and she says she's going to have to write to the parent, to both of their parents at home. Yeah, just the dangers of an eye for an eye, you know. And now we go back to the eldest child. Um, Matt is in Pittsburgh, uh, and it seems that he's decided to walk from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia because we see him on the road, and there's a sign that says Philly is about three hundred and four miles away. Um, Brenda Hampton actually did look at a map for this though, because the route number is correct on the. Uh, <laughs> on the sign that Route 76 is what you would take to get from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, fun fact. And Matt gets lucky on Route 76 because... Okay, this was the creepiest thing. This All right, no one else is on the road, and there is just a truck comes up uh, going real slow, and it pulls up to him, and there... There's a faceless, like, a shadow of a person in it, and he just gets in the car. He, he's like, oh, lucky me, I'm, I was able to successfully hitchhike. Uh, it fades to black, so we're presuming that Matt is now dead. Yes. Uh, I'll rest in peace, Matt Camden. Um, but while Matt's, you know, getting mutilated by this faceless figure, uh, Charlie Banks is calling. <laughs> Charlie Banks yes. is giving Lucy a call. Um, and he greets her by going, hey, pal, what's up? Really reiterating the fact that they are just friends. Buns. But Lucy, Lucy's not taking no for an answer. Oh, no. Nope. Um, Lucy volunteer or like he asked Lucy to get, to relay a message or a note to this girl. 
Um, who, the girl who Lucy had thought was his girlfriend. But wasn't... But not, we don't really know don't. what the letter said, though. Um, uh, but and pl- Lucy, of course, is like, of course I'll do anything for you, Charlie Banks. This is part of my plan to win you over. Um, and Lucy continues to be the worst because, remember, uh, the family still doesn't know what's going on with Matt. Uh, Matt hasn't really gotten a chance to get in touch with them, so they want to keep the phone lines free. And all the children have been advised that, you know, there's no call waiting in the Camden household, so don't stay on the phone. And Mary reminds Lucy of this, but Lucy completely disregards it because she does not care for her brother's well-being and only cares about her own life. Yes. Um, While uh, Lucy is flirting and trying to butter up Charlie Banks, um, Annie Camden is relaxing by reading Crime and Punishment. (laughs) Yes. Uh, While... While the Rev complains about all the kids not listening to him. Oh, they're all on the phone. And Janice keeps calling, and... Uh, Janice keeps calling Simon and has has planned their marriage. Um, Did you already say that? No. Oh, I haven't been listening. (laughs) 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 Um, So, yeah. Um, Oh, no, so Charlie Banks... Yeah, so Charlie Banks called, and then um, Janice keeps calling, and we see these clips of, like, Simon being, like, exasperated about... Janice, um, because he goes to Ruthie and he's like, do you have any jewelry just like laying around because Jan- like a bracelet or a ring because Janice wants something that shows like or proves that we're going steady. Um, and I think I can't remember the, um, Ruthie's like, oh, why don't the you give her the red lightning ring? And he's like, I plan on wearing this when I die. So obviously the red lightning ring is out. Um, and she just keeps calling and uh, he's just, yeah. All right. He Regrets his decision he's yeah. made about dating Ashley Tisdale. Um, I'm sure he's probably the first of many. The Rev is also fed up by all these phone calls because he, uh, what does he call it, kid romance? Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, this encourages, because he, um, all right, so the Rev is like, who the hell is Janice? And Annie is like, oh, well, that's Simon's girlfriend. And he's like, he's 11, he can't have a girlfriend. Um, and Annie is like, don't take it that seriously. Going steady in sixth grade is more like, you know, it's an oxymoron. It's more like going temporarily. Um, and he's like, well, I don't know. Like, it encourages this kid romance, which then leads to... Uh, teen like, pregnancy and early, and teenagers having sex way too early. Yeah. Um, which is a massive leaf, Reverend Camden. Come on, calm down. Um, and... I know, Simon's 11. <laughs> And Annie's like, if you're and so... And he doesn't even like this girl. <laughs> and he's like, if you're so concerned about the phone, like, why don't we just get call waiting? And he goes on the spiel about how... Call waiting leads to caller ID. And caller return, as if it's like a fucking gateway drug. <laughs> it's, it's again like the, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the next thing that we have is uh, we've seen what's happening with Lucy and her love interest and Simon and his love interest. Um, we have the scene where Ruthie's wearing this frog shirt. Um, it had all different kinds of frogs on it. Um, and we see that she's gotten a letter from um, the school about what's happened. We don't know what's in the letter quite yet. We'll find that out later. <laughs> but that's, um, that's, I guess, her bit. And now it's Mary's turn, and uh, Mary is with the ever-conscious... Um, um, and I don't know, like good uh, Wilson. Wilson knows well, not to call. He, yeah, he, he he yeah. Of course he does because he just is better than all the kids. He shows up at the front door um, and he tells you know the Rev. He's like, oh, I wanted to talk to Mary, but I know you can't. You know you're waiting for Matt to call, so I didn't want to call. And the Rev is like at first like, no, I don't want you like 
Well, the Rev assumes that they're going to start kissing again, so he closes the door in his face, and then Mary's like, oh, come on, let me talk to him. He opens the door again. There's well, a bit. There's, I don't even know. There's, okay, so Mary runs up the stairs, and Ruthie comes down. Ruthie is about to give the note from the, uh, from the teacher, but to changes her mind, so runs back up. But then Mary comes right back down. And she's like, I need to have a word with you, Father. And they have a fight where Mary basically calls the Rev out for not trusting her and taking out his anger about Matt and um, all that stuff on Mary and Wilson. Um, Wilson then knocks Who is still sitting, who's still standing in fr- at the front door because he has nothing else to do, like take care of his two-year-old son that he's always talking about. Knocks on the door, asks, he very briefly needs to talk to Mary. I guess... The Rev has been put in his place slightly by Mary at this point, so he lets Mary go outside. Mary's very happy, ready to start kissing her man again when... He turns away, and he goes on some kind of rant about how they need to break up because they've been... He's like, I don't like how close I've been getting to you. Um, When are we going to draw the line? Uh, I I need to. I've proven that I can have sex, but now I need to prove that I can't have sex. And Mary's like, I have never once said anything about having sex to you. Um, she's like, I'm not ready to have sex. I don't want to have sex right now. You made the decision without like consulting me whatsoever. Do I get not get a say in any of this? Um, but he's basically made this decision for both of them. Also, it's like the only 17 year old boy in the world who'd be like, I need to break up with you because I'm afraid we're going to have sex. Like, that's the worst thing that could happen to him. He's like, absolutely not. Um, and she asks him, like, maybe I want a bad boy for once in my life. And he goes, I am a bad boy. Again, bringing up the fact that he <laughs> he's is a teenage father. father. And he knows what it is to be bad. Also, the sto- all the storylines with Wilson go back to um, kind of reinforcing the... It's not the prema- like that it's 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 not the like lack of birth control it's the premarital teen sex aspect of it like that's what is the bad part um, like the, if if they were to like have sex that she would definitely get pregnant because they they would be evil people um but i guess because wilson's being the worst here um mary kind of resigns herself and be like, you're right, we should be seeing other people. And they hug, and I don't think they should have hugged here. No, because he was, like, a total, he was a dick. He was a, yeah, he was a total dick. He was, like, taking what the Rev was saying to heart. He was making decisions on her behalf for her, and, like, kind of just being ridiculous about, like, drawing the line. Like, what the fuck? Um, Anyway, they're done. It's over. Yeah. Uh, But don't worry, he'll come back. Um, we are back, uh, and now that we're done with Mary, we go to the oldest child, and we're back with, back with Matt, and he is apparently not dead. Guys, I lied. He got to Philadelphia, which, I mean, uh, he probably wishes he were dead once he saw Philadelphia, but, I mean, no, it's a great city. I lied. I love um, it. He's at the Philadelphia Institute of the Deaf. Love to Philadelphia. Um, he, he rings, uh, Heather's doorbell. Heather shows up. <laughs> and, oh, God. They just stare at each other for he, a bit. And then he puts his hand on her... Well, he's, like, falling asleep on the doorbell, so she gets to the door, and he's still got his finger on the doorbell, and she, like, wakes him up, and then he puts his hand on her chest, and he goes, I got your letter. It's like, oh, God. And if I were Heather, I'd be like, right, so you know that I broke up no, with you. So, right, so why are you here? Get the hell out of here. 
Um, it is now the next morning, and we are uh, presumably, we're going to presume here uh, that Matt has contacted his family, letting them know that he is in Philly, uh, because the Rev is, like, helping uh, book his ticket back. Yes, um, and he had to borrow $20 from Heather's new boyfriend, which, not a situation I want to be in. <laughs> um in the morning, Ruthie finally uh, gets gives her note to her father, and she, she's like hiding behind him, and she's got her her hands on his like butt. Like, I guess they're on his on the belt. belt, but she's like walking around behind him with uh, her hands near his butt, and it was weird for me. I don't know if it was. It, it'll be weird for you. It'll be weird. <laughs> it'll this be weird might for be you. the screenshot. Um, <laughs> and then, so. The Rev has already seen the note, and he's telling Annie what it's for, and Lucy flips out. My favorite thing was, though, that, like, when Ruthie got kissed, the first thing Aaron said to me was, oh, Lucy's not going to like this. (laughs) Yes, and I really didn't. I remembered a lot of this episode, but the ending I was a little fuzzy on, and then, so the Rev's like, oh... Um, you know, Ruthie kissed a boy at school, and Lucy, like, her head snaps around, and she's like, what? I'm the only woman in this family who hasn't been kissed? Um, Her eyes bulge out of her face. And then she asks Ruthie for, like, details. She's like, did he kiss you or did you kiss him? And she's like, well, first he kissed me, and then I kissed him. And she's like, ugh! And Ruthie's like, oh, I didn't know kissing was such a big deal. And and Lucy is like, I feel like there's, like, veins popping out of her neck because yeah. she's like, trust me, sister, it is. Um, Dated Jimmy Moon for a year and couldn't get kissed. So, the, but, like, the most ridiculous part of this really is, is that... Oh, my God, I just remembered that you quoted that verbatim. She says, trust me, sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that the school is like, this could be sexual harassment? Oh, yes, that's what the note says. It's like... We, they want to have the school board wants to have a meeting with both sets of parents to discuss how it could be sexual harassment. And the Camdens are just like, what the fuck? And they're like, we're not pressing charges. There will be no school board meeting. Which is surprising because the Camdens are known to overreact. But apparently there's people. Well, I mean, someone that, like someone hit Mary with a car and drove away. And they were like, never mind. Hi. We won't press charges. Um, okay. So Mary is now broken up with um, Wilson, comes down to breakfast, and is upset with her father. Also, she comes down to breakfast wearing army camo, but it's blue. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, like, gray, blue, and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gray, blue, and white. Yeah, you're right. Um, She's ignoring her dad, basically, like, pissed off because she thinks that the Rev's words were, like, the main reason that Wilson and her broke up. Yeah, um, so... I don't think that really gets resolved. No, it was kind of stupid, except for, like, Mary resolves it within herself, because we have a scene later on where she's talking to Lucy, and she's like, I think it was a good idea to see other people, because she's like, oh, Wilson was a... Like, there might be better kissers out there than Wilson. Like, Wilson was a better kisser than Jeff, so, like, now I can find someone else who's a better kisser than Wilson, and it's not all bad. So Mary's kind of like, oh, look, I'm... And she's like, oh, it wasn't like we were going to get married anyway, which she's, like, the first person in this family who hasn't dated someone and been, like, set on marrying them. So she's like, I'm 15. I should be kissing everyone that is willing. And Lucy, As they've taught us about consent earlier in this episode. <laughs> and Lucy, being the selfish bitch she is, goes, as long as you stay away from, from Charlie Banks... Like right, who who just wants to be her friend, who but. she has no claim over whatsoever. Um, we have our like Matt 
Matt has a weird kind of fuckboy moment because uh, Heather, they're having their, like, goodbye talk, basically, and Heather's like, I'm in love with Mason. Mason Which, again, like, yeah, when, did she, when did she meet this guy? Like, her and Matt dated for, like, five months, and this is, like, the sixth month, and she's like, I love Mason. And she wants, she feels that he's the right guy for her. And Matt goes, but I feel like I'm the right guy for you. Oh well, God. clearly you're going to feel that what way, you Matt. Feel. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but Matt's like, but I guess this is, you know, this is how it is. Um, and he explains to, uh, which we were really looking forward to, he explains to um, Heather that he's taking the bus back to Glen Oak. Oh, my God. Three and a half days. So, um... I once took a 15-hour bus ride and I just wanted to die. Uh, Matt's going to be on the struggle bus back to Glen Oak. Oak. So he gets to the... So the episode kind of resolves itself when he goes to the bus station. We're skipping over a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. Go back. Um, I skip over? I forget. Oh, Charlie Banks. Um, Well, well, the rest of the kids and their endings. Um, Lucy delivers a note to the girl. I think her name is Rita, maybe? That sounds correct, yeah. And, um... We never find out what it said, but I I, I thought it was upset. setting... I thought it was setting Lucy up to, like, get in a fight with this girl, because Same. I was like, I bet that... She looked like she was about I to... I was like, I bet that Charlie gave her a letter breaking up with Rita, and, like, was, like, trying to put Lucy in, like, a trap where Rita would come after Lucy, but... Rita looks upset, and then nothing happens, and then, like... She storms off, but then, like... Lucy sees Charlie... And, like, they, she pulls him aside, and she, he's like, thanks for doing that, pal, buddy, friend of mine. And she goes, uh, you can do something for me. And he's like, what? She's like, kiss me. And he's like, it'll, be, it'll ruin our friendship. And he's like, wait until, I don't know, you get kissed. You find somebody yeah. you actually like. And he calls, he nicknames her Peaches because of, his, because of her peaches and cream complexion. Yes. And I'm like, okay, Charlie. You've just made this girl fall madly in love with you now. I can see. He's, he, already bro- he broke her heart, and it was never even his to break. Um, but he never even knew. So. Are, I mean, are we going to see more of Charlie Banks? No. All right. So that's done with, thank God. Um, Simon's storyline gets resolved because Ashley Tisdale, i.e. <laughs> Janice, wants uh, Janice's her mother. Her name is Ashley Tisdale. Ashley Tisdale, uh, Tisdale's mother, wants Simon and the rest of the Camdens to come over for, for dinner because, I guess, they're engaged now. And, and he's like, absolutely not. I'm it, breaking up with you. And so they break up and she storms off and um, she runs into a different man, guy, person and uh, she's like, do you want to go study with me? And we hear a voice going, sure, but it's not that child's voice because, because his mouth does not <laughs> That child's open. voice, yeah, mouth does not open, exactly. So that's Simon, uh, gotten rid of his uh, girlfriend that he did not want and we have Ruthie who, um, is back to playing Xena Warrior Princess, is chasing after Ricky, who's climbing up, like... Like a, a jungle, jungle gym. gym. Yeah. And then he's like, can't you girls just play Pretty Pretty Princess? And they're all like, no, no. Xena is, like, a badass. And Ricky goes, my dad thinks Xena's plain old male bashing. And Ricky is a meninist. Uh, uh, Ricky's family, apparently, are all meninists. Um... Anyway, this was just a Xena, remember, guys, was a WB show back in the day. So Way back in the day. So this is another callback to WB promotion. Uh, and now we can go back to the end of the episode with the, Matt. Xena becomes like a recurring thing for Ruthie. Like, that's like her idol. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, we can go back to now the end with Matt. Okay, so Matt goes to the bus station, and he goes to the counter, and he's like, oh, my dad 
was going to buy my ticket. Like, is it, you know, and they're like, no, no one named by the name of Camden has called here and bought a ticket. And they're like, he's like, okay, well, my parents told me everything was okay. So the guy is like, go sit down over there and I'll let you know if I, you know, we get any phone calls. And I'm like, if I'm mad at this point, I would probably go and call by the, my parents mm-hmm. and be like, there's no ticket here. But of course he goes and sits down and it sets up for a hand to stick in front of his face with two tickets there and it's the Rev and he's like, um, oh, I figured you'd be like heartbroken or something. So like, here's our, fl- our plane gonna, tickets back. So you don't have to take the bus. Um, and this kind of goes to, this is like, we didn't really touch on it, but Annie and the Rev had a conversation earlier in which Annie was like, oh, if I had written you a Dear John letter after we had been dating for six months, would you just let me go? Because the Rev is, of course, like, furious that Matt did this. Um, And, uh, you know, the Rev starts to understand when he thinks about, like, in his life, if this had happened to him, he would do the same thing for love. So When did the Rev and Annie meet? College, right? I don't know. I don't think so. Because remember, he was the peeping Tom in seminary. (laughs) I just like because I'm. It, it would make sense with them because they were older, but Matt's seventeen, right? And to yeah. make that comparison is like stupid. I think because it was kind of implied that like him and Heather had these plans like to like go to college, like, oh, you're gonna be away for a year while you know to finish up high school, but we'll go to college at the same place or something, which never like isn't the plan that works out anyway, but. I don't know. I think uh, I think I think the Camerons are just like love like big romantic gestures. So they were like kind of on board with this because of that. This is why no wrong. But that's yeah. So what are you rating it? Oh, oh, oh. Um, I think I'm gonna give this a four point five. (gasps) Oh. I was going to give it the same thing. Well, there but my we go. Po- but my point five is for Ashley Tisdale. It's not... <laughs> my point five is not for Ashley Tisdale. Half a point for Ashley Tisdale. That's fine. That's All right. fine. So, like us on Facebook and... Follow us on the things follow, that follow us. Follow us on Twitter at Camden Cash Show. Um, remember uh, to listen, subscribe, rate, and review through iTunes. And... Send us your hate mail at camicast at gmail.com. Because we have very strong opinions about things. And you don't plug Tumblr anymore because I think you stopped updating it. <laughs> I, will cont- I will get back to it. Okay. Uh, well, that's camicast.tumblr.com. Alrighty. Uh, I'm Tanby. And I'm Eric. And this has been Camden Cast. We'll see you next time. <laughs>